Every Day is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Every Day is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org. Good morning. For Every Day is Earth Day today, we are talking with Catherine Hooded, the Vice President of Recyclability Solutions with the Recycling Partnership Solving for Circularity. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, Karen. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to have you on. Now, I came across the Recycling Partnership I think it was a newsletter I got because I get a lot of things related to environmental issues. And I thought this sounded really interesting. It, it's defined as a national nonprofit dedicated to protecting the planet by fixing recycling and activating a circular economy in the United States. So my first question is, what exactly is a circular economy? That's a great question. You know, I often find that the circular economy can best be explained in contrast to a linear economy. So that traditional take make waste model of our society in which we use products and then we discard them, we throw them away. But the reality is that there is no away, right? It goes to a landfill, it unfortunately could wind up in our waterways, etc. The circular economy it puts those used or discarded products back into the economy in a more closed loop fashion, back into the manufacturing supply chain to be used again and again. So this could be through reuse or refill models. It could be through the sharing economy, remanufacturing, composting, and of course one component is recycling. Recycling is really only one piece of the circular economy, but it's an important one. I know a lot of these things are happening. You know, we talk about composting, we talk about recycling and that sort of thing. So how is this different than each city or county or whatever doing their own thing in these different areas? This is called the Recycling Partnership. So it's on a larger scale, but how does it work? So the Recycling Partnership is a mission-driven nonprofit. We are focused on advancing the circular economy and doing that by building a better recycling system across the U.S. That is a, a really big challenge because there's 9,000 different community recycling programs across the country. And so uh, we do this by working on the ground with those thousands of communities to help them transform their recycling programs. We help them with grants that help to improve recycling access, like getting a recycling bin or a recycling roll cart. We help them with increasing recycling education so that the residents in their community know how to recycle and, and what to recycle. And then of course we support them with further infrastructure like recycling sortation facilities, often called MRFs or material recovery facilities, and give them access to technology, robotics, optical sorters, et cetera, to help them capture more material. We also do this in addition to with communities, we help the companies that are producing the products, putting the packaging out there to help them uh, make their packaging more circular and, and more easily recyclable. We help also governments with policy solutions because there's lots of folks out there that are trying to figure out what, how can policy play a role in this and make for a better recycling system across the whole country. So we're, we're working across all those various stakeholders to improve a very complex system. Yes, I'm trying to wrap my head around it, Catherine. So you say there's 9,000 recycling programs in the United States. I would think there would be lots more. So are these chosen recycling programs? Are they all over? Because I, I guess I haven't heard of any in Minnesota in particular. So 
Recycling programs can be managed in a variety of different ways. It could be local city or county municipalities. It's very different depending on where you live and what state you're in. What we have found at the partnership is that the control of municipal waste and recycling programs ultimately breaks down into about 9,000 different programs across the country. Can you give some examples of, of how, what, what might one of those look like? Absolutely. So if you think about one model would be in a city's sort of department of solid waste management. And within that department, there are perhaps a recycling program coordinator who manages the recycling program for residents. So just like you have perhaps trash or waste services that may pick up curbside, or maybe it's a drop-off location, depending if you're in an urban or a rural area. And our work is to try and put recycling services on par with those trash services. If you have curbside trash pickup, we want it to be just as easy for you to put your recyclables out curbside as well. If you take your trash to a drop-off facility, we want there to be recycling drop-off facilities as well. Increasing access for everyone to recycle on par with, with trash. How does the recycling partnership do this and make this happen? Uh, that's our special sauce. <laughs> we we have a team of experts that have actually been recycling program coordinators. They have worked within cities, municipalities, solid waste authorities within states who have been managing these programs for years. And they bring that expertise and also those best practices uh, to the recycling partnership and help to deliver those best practices to other communities that need those resources. We also do it by helping to bring private dollars into the public sector. That's really how the partnership was founded by our CEO, Keith Harrison, because after years of working in recycling and waste management, she realized that we needed to bring together the public and the private sector. We have all of these local governments that need resources, and we have all of these private companies that need to make their packages and their products more recyclable. How can we pair those together so that everyone can win? Uh, so we offer grants to a lot of cities, communities, municipalities to improve their recycling systems, getting them recycling roll carts, mailers, uh, information, and infrastructure so that they can improve their programs. So I'm located in, in Minnesota, southern Minnesota. Are you working with people here? Is it county people or, or how, I guess I'm trying to picture, you. how do you contact them and get you meet or what? I would have to ask the team if who they're talking to in Minnesota. My guess is the answer is yes. Um, we are working with communities all across the country. We've reached over a million households, thousands of communities. And the way it works is through connections. We offer grants. They're available on our website. Anyone can find them. We also work through a network of our contacts. And as you can imagine, once one community has found an amazing experience and opportunity in working with the partnership, they refer us to other folks within their network. So it's absolutely available for anyone to find and also through through network of peers who are using our resources. You're a nonprofit, so how are you funding these grants and that sort of thing? Where is all that coming from? We are a nonprofit. We are um, supported by folks across the entire, I guess, recycling bin, if you will. So all materials in the bin, you find plastics, paper, metals, everything that comes into the recycling bin. We've got stakeholders at our table that are saying we want there to be more bins, more education for folks. So we are funded by, I think, going on nearly 100 uh, different companies at our table. A lot of those are brands or consumer packaged goods companies, retailers, and also folks across the supply chain. 
packaging manufacturers, um, and also folks who would be at the end of that supply chain that are maybe purchasing some of this recycled content to make it into new products. How did this idea come up? I noticed that the, the name Keith Harrison, who is the CEO, seems like she is one of the co-founders. So can you talk a little bit about how this came about? Almost a decade ago, in 2014, the Recycling Partnership started to come together under the leadership of Keith Harrison. She has a robust background in recycling and waste management and saw the clear need to bring private sector funding to transform the U.S. recycling system. And so we started to build this organization that could start to work across sectors, across all of the various stakeholders in the recycling supply chain. Uh, communities, getting information down to residents, but also those material recovery facilities, the actual recycling facilities that are capturing the material, the reclaimers that are processing that material, the brands, the retailers that are trying to put that material out into the marketplace and make sure that it comes back. Uh, So we bring all of these very various stakeholders to the table and say, how can we fix this system together? I read something about in your information about the U.S. Plastics Pact. What is that and what's it all about? About three years ago, we joined up with the World Wildlife Fund to launch the U.S. Plastics Pact as part of the Ellen MacArthur Foundation's Global Plastics Pact Network. So the pact is actually not part of the recycling partnership, but we're very supportive of its important work. Um, And the pact is working with activators, a lot of brands, retailers, folks on the private sector, as well as in the public sector across the industry to work on four key targets that they've established. One of those is defining a list of packaging that's problematic or unnecessary uh, and start to take measures to eliminate those items. That list was defined in 2021 um, and progress is being made towards that list with the ultimate goal of 2025. So the latest report from the pact is that about 86% of plastic packaging that was on that problematic or unnecessary list is being reduced by packed activators um, and 86% of the activators packaging does not contain those items on that list. So progress is happening and we're really excited to to see that. And how are they doing that? That's on their list. That's really through making, making informed decisions within these companies to understand what are the packages that are, that are problematic in the system? What has a challenge to be recycled and how can products or packaging be redesigned so that they don't have to include those elements. So it was a pretty uh, monumental moment when that list came out so that everyone had a really defined list of, oh, here are the things that I need to start phasing out and how can I go about doing that? Another thing your website talked about is system inequities and the, the whole circular economy system. What are those inequities all about? Yeah, so we believe at the Recycling Partnership that everyone should have the ability to make a difference through recycling. And we know that access to recycling often depends on where you live. Which community of those 9,000 communities do you live in? And our, our data shows us that about 40 million households in the U.S. actually lack access to recycling on par with trash service. So that means that it, it's harder for someone to recycle than it is to just throw something away. One example of that is in multifamily residence. So apartment buildings or condo buildings, lots of families in one place often are underserved communities when it comes to recycling access. In fact, three out of five multifamily households lack adequate access to recycling. 
And so we are working to to address this. That's why we've started to spearhead projects to improve multifamily recycling in communities like Orlando, Atlanta, my hometown, and elsewhere across the country, and help create this suite of free tools to support recycling in those communities where they need more support and more resources. I also read something about the Recycling Inclusion Fund. What is that? So we created the Recycling Inclusion Fund to establish a special funding stream to address racial disparities and system challenges in the U.S. waste and recycling industry. And we're doing that in three important ways. The fund supports research that will better help us to understand the state of recycling access and the barriers for BIPOC communities in particular, even beyond what we've known about multifamily recycling. It also supports infrastructure and education that's specifically tailored to meet the needs of those communities. And the fund has helped to bring more BIPOC young people into the recycling profession through our fellowship program at the Recycling Partnership. This past year, we hired two fellows and they've become vital members of our team. And we're working to grow the number of professionals in this space. And where's that money coming from? Is that another thing where you're working with the partners and they're donating? It's it's those same partners, brands, et cetera, private sector stakeholders that are at the table that want to see change in this space. Well, you mentioned these 9,000 communities. There's a lot more cities in in the United States than 9,000. So how does one get to be one of those 9,000 communities? Because I said, well, I, I don't think we're on that. How, how do we and why were they chosen? Absolutely. Well, I would be happy to point you to recyclingpartnership.org where we have our community grants available. We are always talking to new communities, understanding the challenges that they have and how we can help bring resources to the table, whether it's through grants or education or peer networks. Karen, I'm so glad we're having this conversation so that you can absolutely learn more about it, have your your listeners learn more about it. We work with with communities and local governments, so that's who we want to talk to. We want to talk to the folks who are in departments of solid waste. We want to talk to people, folks who are in the solid waste authorities. We want to talk to folks who are in those municipal governments about how their system works today, what challenges they're finding, and how we can help them improve. What can your average person do to maybe say this is something we should look at so we can become more circular in our recycling? Well, I'll say that every person's actions count and that recycling really matters. You know, a circular economy, that big picture concept is is truly possible and recycling is an important part of it. And everyone has a hand in recycling. It's what you choose to do with that product, that package that you have in your hand every day. Do you throw it in the trash? Do you throw it in the recycle? And if you're not sure, how do you learn what you should be doing? So I would encourage everyone to remember that your actions count and that together we can make a difference. What's it going to take to to make people change their attitudes? Consumer behavior is, is a big piece of the equation, but it's also a lot of funding. And that's where the Recycling Partnership has come to the table with the funding that we have. We recently um, published our Paying It Forward report, and it said that you know if we were to continue as a country at, this, at the rate that we're at, it would take us a very long time to fix the U.S. recycling system. It's going to take investment. It's going to take infrastructure. And that, and that support is coming from the private sector, but also from policy. And so I think recycling is, is getting a lot of attention and it's a great thing. And we want everyone at home or wherever they sit within that system to, to play a part and to get involved. Every community that we work with, we uh, have data and reporting. So we come in and we have a baseline. We understand how a program is performing. We make improvements. We you know upgrade them from perhaps 
totes or, or handheld bins to large roll carts. We give them educational materials. We help them improve their program. And then we do capture studies afterwards and we see what the results have been. So um, we are a, a data-driven organization and that is how we measure. It's important for us to measure. We can't just guess what our impacts have been. And you're right, we've reached over a million households in less than a decade and we're not slowing down. We just recently got over our threshold of our millionth cart delivered. We've provided 1.3 million recycling roll carts out to these communities. And, um, and that's how we make a difference is providing the infrastructure and the education so that people can and know how to recycle. So what can we do to get involved and find out more information? I would say the first step for anyone is to learn your local recycling system. If you have a recycling program where you live, are you using it? Are you participating? If you're participating, are you confused about what you're recycling? Visit your community's website and see what's accepted for recycling. It's important for everyone to participate in the programs that are available to them and to be educated on what to put into the bin. I think a lot of people are confused when you do plastics, for example. You know, I use pots for gardening and things like that, but that's different than a milk carton. Is it okay to put it together? And then I, I know our church and other stores and things collect like plastic bags, but they have to be stretchy and so many different things to, to know that I wonder if that gets in the way because it is so much information that it's hard to remember. Absolutely. That's what's so confusing. And if you think about moving from one town to another, traveling, all of the systems are different across the country and, and it is challenging. Can you imagine if road signs changed every time you crossed a state line or a city line, how much confusion that would cause? And that's what's happening, you know, because we have 9,000 different programs. It's just the way our country is set up. Um, recycling is managed on a local level and, and it really does need to be. These are tangible products, goods that need to be moved across a geographic location, right? And so it makes sense for recycling to be local. And what the Recycling Partnership is trying to do is helping to harmonize as much as possible, knowing that it's important for recycling to be local. How can we share best practices and resources to make it as less confusing as possible and help make a more consistent experience for the consumer? Because that it's true. You're not the only one who's confused. Do you have a website you could refer people to learn more about the difference in different types of recyclables, as well as how to find out more about these grants that maybe their community could apply to. Absolutely. Recyclingpartnership.org. We've been talking with Catherine Houdet, who is the Vice President of Recyclability Solutions with the Recycling Partnership. I want to thank you for your time and helping update us a little bit about what this is about and how we can maybe participate. Thanks so much, Karen. It's great to be here. Yeah, thank you. Take care. Everyday is Earth Day is supported by Minnesota Valley Federal Credit Union with two locations in Mankato since 1934. It pays to bank where your part owner member NCUA more at mnvalleyfcu.coop. And Everyday is Earth Day is also supported by members of the Executive Board of the South Central Minnesota Clean Energy Council. Find out more at smcleanenergy.org.